0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Unloaded podcast, uh, New Zealand's 17th favourite sports podcast. This is episode 40, uh, the big um, sort of so about halfway between mine and Mark's ages, funnily enough. Uh, once again, you're joined by Mark and Graham. How are you, Mark? Good. Good. <laughs> um, who, who would have thought we got this far with... Uh, um, our, uh, our lockdown idea for a podcast, like the rest of the world who had ideas to do podcasts during lockdown, um, but we're just silly enough to carry on doing it and paying the $200 a year that it costs to host it. So anyway... Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Is it a podcast if no one listens, though?
0: No, no, we're, again, 17th best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: keep saying that. we have to update that to have something realistic.
0: Uh, 19th. <laughs> than...
1: I'll call out, shout out to our listener, Anthony.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Anthony, and that guy in the South Island who, yeah, who talked to know, us that time um, yep. he's a cool guy um, <laughs> no um, yeah uh, well, the good thing is there's several matches coming up and our numbers always spike because yeah. people have to drive a long way and they've got nothing better to do um, instead <laughs> of just talking to us at the event they can listen to us on the way there it, uh,
1: contribute to the number of crashes on the way to the event you just put you to sleep
0: that's one way to get up the points ranking that is true yeah that's one way um, Considering listening
1: are, Anthony <laughs> Uh, we had to
0: get Anthony back on since he's been winning everything everywhere again anyway um, I
1: right, see down south the, the BCC yes
0: yeah, so he took the win in that he took the win in the PRS match we talked about um, yeah he's, he's, he's on fire at the moment um, that's pretty good but anyway um, not just uh, episode it's those we,
1: benign benign South Island conditions
0: yeah I think he's um, oh in North Island he's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all that time he spends just walking anywhere, around to the paddock anywhere wet. really yeah, oh, not, um, yeah, not not if there's standing involved, but anyway. Um, yeah, so this is episode 40, um, which should, and just over, a week over two years since we did our first one, uh, we were pretty slack in our first year getting out regular um, podcasts, because we were sort of, um, were trying to do them in person with each other, and then we sort of thought, wait a minute, let's use the internet, and um, Mark researched a way of us uh, doing this via an app. Yeah. That,
1: that and I'm, is... I'm a I'm a hermit, so I was like, I really don't want to see people that much.
0: So, no, and if and if we were like interviewing people, we'd have to bring them to Taranaki, right? So, um, we sort of moved into the the 21st century and uh, and got it yeah. online, and that increased our regularity to roughly to a month for the most part. Um,
1: and then you got to put them up in combination, and then you know, then you'll get drunk and one thing leads to another. And yeah. <sighs> before you're not you're having a fight. <laughs>
0: yeah, and eating. Um, Eating dog food for dinner—that's mm. a—that's another story we may have already talked about. But anyway, again, um, 40th podcast, pretty cool. Um, hopefully, <laughs> who knows how long, how much longer this will go on. But as long as people f- keep listening, but we need so, an exit strategy, Graham. when need an exit strategy. Um, yeah, we could turn it into a fishing podcast.
1: 40 is a midlife crisis.
0: Is, it, is that midlife now? I'd... Oh, wow, true.
1: How old are you now? Uh, Forty-eight. Shit, man. I know. Amazing. People think I'm like thirty-eight, but anyway.
0: Well, I mean, you've got a you've got a Colt rifles hat. That's the (laughs) the, that's like peak boomer, and it's in duck camo.
1: But I've been wearing my Moza one a bit.
0: Yeah, that's and you got a desert tech hat now. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. It fit as well though.
0: I'll be. I was wearing mine today and it got very wet. Um, Anyway, so we'll get off. um, into some topics, I guess, so...
1: No, no, carry on doing mindless <laughs> chatter.
0: <laughs> so, um, uh, we'll just... um, What have, what have you been, uh, aside from our topics, Mark, what have you been up to for the last couple of weeks? Well... How'd your duck shooting doing? go? How'd your duck shooting go?
1: Ah, so, the duck-o-shooting-o. The one day a year where I get excited about ducks and then forget about them. Yep. Um, we had a very good opening morning, actually. Uh, The guys on the new pond, not so much. I think they got there about past six to set up and six ducks got off and pissed off and never came back and then uh, about an hour later two parries came in and landed on the pond and started rooting the decoys and (laughs) they watched them for an hour and then blew them away so obviously when they were flying and while we were basically up the river chasing ducks up and down well, since you're shooting from the top to the bottom, so it's basically nine k's out the road we go, and then just do all the river flats on the way down, walking into the corners and places where we know the ducks normally, which nine times out of ten the ducks get up from where you think they weren't, or should be, you know. Anyway, normally where I'm not, <coughs> so if I walk to there, they'll get up either side of me. And so, but no, we pretty much every corner we walked in on, those ducks got up, and some places a, a ton. And uh we had uh who had this year. Carl came out this year, um, who goes to some of our events and you know um so he was using his Mossberg semi-auto. Slightly more of a tactical shotgun than a duck one, but that's all right. Yeah. Um He had a great day and really enjoyed it, so and I think everyone pretty much got probably three or four five ducks, maybe. Yeah, so um a few double risers and that sort of thing. Although what am I saying? The
0: what does leader? double riser mean?
1: Oh, well, if you've got a double row shotgun, basically, and you two shots and ducks get up and you blow away, boom, boom, two, it's a double rise. So oh, okay, yep. I think, unless I'm, someone will correct me. But No, that's pretty much it, unless you shot two with one shot. But that was back in the days of lead, you could do that. Um, These days with steel, which is a bit more of a pump five rounds in the air and hope, so. Okay. Yeah, I've, um, uh, so the fog. It was clear weather, but the fog actually there was no wind, so the fog that settles in the valley basically kept the ducks down for till about nine o'clock in the morning. So, um, yeah, overall, the retrieval dogs went well. They followed instructions for once, and even found ducks on the far side of the river on the top of the riverbank and, let, and brought them all back. So, and uh, that provided a bit of pig tucker
0: it's um I've I've never actually I've I've tagged along once and watched but I've never actually been duck shooting um I think you said yeah, just, it's interesting. Just, just coming down so maybe I can't give it a go but
1: yeah yeah some people don't like it that much I don't know they do other hunting but they're sort of like nah ducks isn't my thing but yeah um, but I mean considering the numbers we got there was a ton of parries around but we didn't really focus on them um probably have to have a bit more of a safety briefing next year so um someone might, might have got showered and pellets from a high angle shot at someone's stage but that's but yeah you know, they're sort of raining down type of ones which is you know it's gonna focus on knowing where everyone is and distances so yeah but that's right it was super dry so we could basically drive around everywhere quietly without having to use you know noisy side by sides or anything so um i said one of the guys you might as well brought your cadillac convertible you has got an old american cadillac because you could have just put the top down and drove around with shotguns it was that dry on the flats so the river was real low too which made it uh yeah when was it? the ducks were probably more concentrated in the corners where there's deeper water and more water
0: so yeah Go to, I guess it washes out in the corners a bit more and fills yeah, yeah okay yeah. Oh yeah. cool. Sounds like a good time there. Um
1: Yeah, and then after that, uh basically the next job was we were basically doing testing with the three because because we got the um Desert Jewel coming up. So the the long range match up in Wairu oh in the Waiuru station. Anyway. So myself and Carl are both shooting three and they're both RPRs. Um, so here's a load that he's been using very successfully uh, which is a 285 grain LDM um, projectile. So basically spits out at 2754 feet per second. Um, and So we basically wanted to check the guns were either matched and you've been basically doing a load for me matching his load that he's got. So we wanted to check that and put him across the old lab radar. So, as rounds and my rounds basically came in one foot per second difference. So basically identical, and out of both guns, that was the velocity. So both guns are shooting pretty much identical velocity with the same load. So that's pretty cool because often there's a little variation between guns, as I've been told. So yeah, um, even if the same, you know, same manufacturer, same barrel, so same, you know, but that no, that so that means now we've basically tested and validated our our dope for those and I know in Stralock we're having a few issues with other loads especially on my one that certainly don't match up once you get out over a K but uh, this seems to be spitting out the right info so at our place anyway so we'll see uh, in terms of what the app is telling you is is, is bang on sort of thing so
0: I've, I've been having well, as you know a lot of trouble past a K with Straylock with most of my ballistic profiles, and yeah, and then enter the exact same data into a, uh, another device with the same app, and it spits out the correct information. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit miffed. Um, I'll probably, hit, I'll probably download some um, other apps and um, run the information through them, but it can be annoying when, like at a, at a mile, it's giving you an extra quarter of elevation over what's needed. Um, yeah and everything's and, and people go oh you're very incorrect but i mean it's, it's not but anyway um yeah but
1: anyway what I, what i was using was 300 grain ammo uh, which was either the sarko um trg trg ammo which is pretty damn good very low extreme spread for a factory ammo and the other one was a poor 300 grain so This tuning the two eighty five is significantly faster regardless. Um I think, you know, just for that fifteen grains difference I think we're getting more velocity based on the hand load as well. So it's essentially going two hundred and thirty feet per second faster than what I was using, so which it translates and the bullet's a bit more, I think, slippery and it's got a better BC maybe. I don't know.
0: It's um and also gonna show a lot more sign
1: you anyway, know from the data i've seen it basically because we had to send it through to simon for the um competition form it's a lot more retained energy and it's supersonic a bit further than the stuff i'm using so like a couple hundred feet meters or meters sorry yeah yeah
0: just from i'm, I'm not hugely um experienced with, in what i'm saying no no, um, no no no, i'm not experienced <laughs> with the 338 bar what you and i have done on yeah. your, your setup but um Listening to a lot of um, sort of people in the know overseas and stuff, different forms of media. They, they reckon the two is around the sweet spot, and mm. the 338, A lot of them saying that three hundred's just a bit much, and it's um, it's not worth the weight essentially. So, plus the advantage, you, people have heard it again and again from us. But the ELD is an excellent bullet for showing up and actually um, yeah, giving you an indication of where your miss is at long range um, whereas I've never found the Lapua Senars which is what the Lapua factory ammo is loaded with to be that good at showing uh, essentially um, breaking upon impact um, they just sort of burrow into the ground
1: yeah I, I'd probably agree I've had different situations where it's just been you'd see you'd see you know, we're at a range say at 650 metres I think at Desert Jewel last year and it was just swallowing up the ammo you couldn't even tell where I was going
0: Yeah, yeah. We we actually thought you'd dialed on a full rotation of wind or something. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's how confused we were. Yeah, I was Um, like,
1: wow, there must because I mean, yeah, there were smaller calibers showing up a lot easier. I think from memory, I think the other guys might have shot before us, and we're like, oh, you can see that. So yeah, but no, it'll be yeah, very good to see. I mean, obviously, it's a round you can use for long range best control as well I suppose on game so
0: yeah, oh um, yeah that'll uh, be a very effective bullet on a uh, long range pig or something yeah um, I, wouldn't hesita- I wouldn't hesitate to shoot an animal with that cartridge
1: so no uh, we're happy with that setup at the moment um, I still have to just check my zero but I think I'll do that when I get over there uh,
0: I, I don't think we'll have opportunity for zero checking there'll be in no paper. three in three whole days we, we don't have any stuff to do it with what? as in, like, paper and stuff. Anyway, um, if only you had a giant farm.
1: <laughs> okay. So, it's, uh, it's surprising that I have nowhere to do it. Um, right. <clears throat> I will. I'll just wing it then.
0: I more meant oh, yeah. that we won't have a paper bo- a board and all that stuff. Who needs that?
1: Uh, I'll just estimate it. Okay. twiddle the dials the and shift them around a little yep. I feel like I've zeroed it right and what else other than that, no just general uh, pig control
0: still and still, lots more coming through
1: yeah, routing turning up in different locations and sign and
0: when I went to the hut the other day to click some targets up I did notice quite a bit around there yeah yep. you haven't uh, seen any there for a while
1: if anyone knows the track up to my place where the silo is, I drove down to that gate the other day and looked left, and there was a whole of pigs under the white pine tree to the about 150 metres away. So, turned the U off, got out, and uh, lined up the old Christians in Arms 2D3 and proceeded to drop the two big ones, or attempt to. One ran off. Um, then the others got a bit confused, and I managed to get a couple more of them. And then I had my two farm dogs with me, who had not pig dogs at all, but they got... I drove up to the tree, basically, and there was two there where I'd got, I knew I'd had them. Then my head- hunterway dog basically took off and found a pig straight away, but it was already hit and dead, so... And then the other dog found another pig in the drain dead, so got that. And then they both buggered off into the bush, and I could hear the pigs grunting, so they come flying back down chasing a pig which went around and around the ute and I had to <laughs> try and shoot it without shooting the ute or the dog but uh, we got there in the end so yeah that was right, five, two of them were very good worth eating so I took them home and processed them um,
0: When I first met you you said you'd eaten so much pork sausages that it's going to give you ass cancer and that you've overeating pork Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah I <laughs> always go Who wants Because I actually I Haven't taken any Because I've still got you know, Stuff left But I just Basically process them And go who wants some?"
0: And give them yeah. away Basically Yeah so. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> Yeah when and you then, shoot The same We've we'll got, we'll got a
1: comp- there's, there's a, a local peeling competition Coming up in a couple of weeks So I've sort of I've been on patrol And then uh, a couple, Two nights ago Looking off Bows Where the Bows Valley Brawl was Onto the terrace there I was like Hello And there was a pig Walking by himself, by itself, so I thought, well, it's definitely a boar, trotting along, because you know, I could tell it was size-wise, and uh, so I thought, oh, shall I leave him or shoot him, but I hadn't really seen a boar that size, well, because I didn't think he was that big, anyway. So I thought, ah, well, see you later, and blew him away, and he I bloody didn't hit him quite right, so he ran a little, bit. but then I put another second shot on him, and he tipped over the bank, but then I couldn't find him, and my torch went flat, so... <laughs> And I was cursing because I went back up the hill looked where I was oh, yeah. should be there and went back down he must have because I watched you know, like you do i like I watched for a couple of minutes to make sure he didn't bugger off you know what I mean Cause they definitely I've seen bigger pigs that'll sit down and then they'll get up again after a while sort of thing if they're not quite you know but he he'd moved one ridge over so I didn't find him until the next morning damn it but anyway I still gutted him and everything but he was had gone by then quite a warm night how much did he weigh? 122 pounds so 55 kilos oh that's not too bad on the hooks no that's good size he didn't have quite a uh, young pig he didn't have big hooks or anything but he was certainly in good condition so Mm. anyway unfortunately that would have been a good average weight pig actually sort of um, at a competition like the the local one 55 53 I think from memory normally kilos would put you in the the average range what for the because they basically have a prize for the basically the whole thing is if you get the biggest pig so if you if you get something over seventy kilos you can think well I'm I'm in with a shot basically of of winning but to encourage people to actually bring what they've got they basically I think they have the average weight prize as well so if you're right on the smack of the average there's quite a lot of prize for that as well. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cut off like I think it's you've got to be 30 kilos he- or heavier So,
0: oh that's, that puts me out of any of the pigs I've ever got Then, <laughs> remember, yeah. remember that one we were with Anthony yeah <laughs> it was like what do they call it ground shrinkage you see it out of the scope and you're like oh that'll be that'll be like a, you know 45 50 pound pig and it's about <laughs> <You> 13 <get> it. <laughs> probably think they worms or something anyway yeah. Oh no, this, this sounds like you've been uh, dealing to a few of them. That's cool. I haven't shot a pig at your place and shit. Probably since oh. I shot those ones by the shed.
1: Well, anyone who knows camping by the wall shed uh, for shoots, the, this bloody pig's been coming out three of them around the wall shed at night and into the hay paddock where the where the targets normally are. I oh, sorry, the, the stages, mm. and so I do not not impressed with them coming into the you know hay paddocks and making a mess because they just make it very uneven. So. So I finally managed to, I waited up there for a while, because I haven't been able to see them, if you know what I mean, at night, so, or even during the day, and, um, yep, sure enough, they came out from the ridge, uh, by mount, at the end of Mount Doom, basically, and then they slowly, they, they muck around, and had to wait about an hour, and they finally came trotting along the track, but the trouble is the scrub there is like quite close, so I managed to blow the first one away, and didn't get a chance on oh, the second one I got a fleeting shot but it wasn't good enough so so there's still two of them and I'd say they've been back again little buggers so they slide straight under the gate there and basically are rooting around the hay our wall shed so yeah and even even right down by the road here at my place there's a pig been trenching, quite a big one do you think when so they certainly get around
0: yeah oh shit sorry You uh, know, it's interesting anyway um yeah, well, I'm actually looking forward to coming up and actually trying to get one. Anyway, um
1: most most of the recent ones are the standard type we get, so the black ones will have white feet, which has always been the way for years, so um but some at the back I've been shooting have certainly looked like they've introduced or released type a different a different colour pattern to what I've ever been used to seeing, so so anyway, it's had to explain. I think I'm up to 50-something pigs for the year, which is not great by this stage, considering I was expecting to be down where I was last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so, very good. You've mm. been murdering lots of pigs and um, losing... Five. I don't think I've ever actually seen your hay paddock rooted up. No, think about it. No, so that's, yeah. That's unfortunate.
1: But no, I can't uh, speak highly enough of... Two d three basically, for an you know for a gun I carry with a bike on me all the time, it certainly nailed a few pigs this year, and um those seventy five grand bullets seem to be doing a pretty good job, so just gotta yeah. make sure your placement's good,
0: yeah,
1: I didn't um, pick one out. I picked one out of the skin of the pig I shot the other day, actually, so it went through and stopped on the other side, and it actually had expanded properly, so nice, even though it's an open tip match, I think are they only they? Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the ppu match line ammo yeah it's been good
0: i've um sorry and yourself and myself (laughs) not killing any pigs um i've been a few things as you mentioned um we've got the desert jewel match coming up this weekend so um loading your ammo has been a bit of getting that done (laughs) testing and we tested a few different things for that and then loading more um going through a metric ton of powder god those three three eights it's over 90 grains of powder in the munis it's
1: quite an efficient little cartridge
0: <laughs> very efficient it's almost like a 224 valkyrie and bigger <laughs> um and then also um so uh wes and i we're um we're using six five prcs and we've um, done a similar thing um, same ammo we've got some slight variation he's got a his barrel's slightly shorter, um, so it's, feet seconds, just a wee bit down, and that, that leads to a, a small amount of difference out past a, a kilometre, um, but other than that, yeah, same thing, doing a bit of practice, headed up to Wes's several times over the last um, month, six weeks, and um, just running through some sort of team communications, um, and sort of roles, like who does what, and that kind of thing, and then also, well, I've been up there, we... I've been planning and setting up the PTN Practical 22 match, which is in a couple of we- a week and a half. Uh, again, in Pew Pew. Um, uh, so, a, a practical uh, 22 match. It's quite a cool, steep little um, uh, course of fire we've set up. Like, I think we've got quite a few targets that are sort of like at minus 35 degree angles and um, stuff like that. So, uh, enough where you have to actually take it into account for your shot. Um, and, and we we do not provide um, angle when we give you the distance, we just give you the, the straight line distance. So that's up to competitors to um, either run a um, TVR, um, rangefinder or just measure the angle with their app or whatever. Um, so that's, that's going to be pretty cool. So we've been putting a lot of work into that over the last week, while, uh, making a bunch of targets and a few things for that. Um, not a lot of hunting. I've seen a few fallow wellers up there, but nothing worth uh, shooting. So they got to walk around all day um yeah just just prep for these matches not not a lot of actual shooting practice like i normally would be doing um the weather's finally turned um in the last i guess week um week here um so you sort of time after work's limited um and it's raining a bit so um yeah other than that um just getting ready for desert jewel same as you and um hoping that what we've figured out and the pack put together oh one thing I'll mention so I've I've, I've bludged Mark's RPR so Ruger Precision Rifle and 6.5 PRC very very cool um I'm really really enjoying it put 26 inch barrel 26 inch barrel nine round um, mags nine round mags two mags and um we've swapped the factory butts butt stock out uh, Mark came around the other day and we swapped it out to the <laughs> Mark I said Rickard. to
1: wreck my existing one. No, no. Great work. No,
0: you wrecked your existing one. That's what I just said. I thought you said we.
1: <laughs> no, no, there's no like we.
0: It sort of got a bit jammed up, and next thing I look at Mark, and he's got this butt stuck in his hand, he's smashing it against the bench. <laughs> anyway, luckily...
1: Sorry, now I'm bad from reloading and modifying firearms. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, which is, I should be too, because I've had things fall apart in competitions, but <laughs> that was an next S- level. So, and then the, the kicker was, we didn't actually have the correct parts to fit the Magpul PRS stock on. So we had a stock that didn't fit.
1: Unless you're a giant.
0: A stock that didn't fit. And one that was broken. <laughs> uh, luckily, I'll, I've got some friends who are regular machinists and they um, uh, modified the parts we needed to be modified. Um, and, uh, Which we got was? The buffer tube. needed. We had yeah. the wrong buffer tubes. Shortened them up. Yep, yeah. um, and they did a very, very good job with that. Uh, anyhow, okay. um, <laughs> but so we, we put this Magpul PRS it's Gen 2, I believe, Um stock on what an improvement mm. over the factory rpr yeah um sh- i don't to be fair Ruger should be set that should be what it comes with from the factory it's excellent um i'm i'm, I'm wary of plastic accessories on, on on precision rifles especially one that's um deals with recoil uh, in a way like a, a stock does but this thing is solid um the adjustments are really it's it always when you rotate like the cheek riser it always clicks like a scope it's, um, it's, mm. What's the favourite thing to people to say? It's a, it's got positive clicks. That's what you hear on the internet all the time. But well, um
1: they they ain't cheap, unfortunately, those things.
0: Aren't they? what it sting you?
1: Five hundred something bucks, Holy
0: fuck. Well, there's no way Carl's gonna blow in then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and um, I've swapped the grip out to a He could
1: just borrow it. we can borrow that so you can
0: just You can just take the old gun.
1: At a shoot. No, you just take that off and put it on the other gun. That's a, a fair point. A yeah. That's a fair point. Um, we'll end up sharing the same one bipod between five of us and the same buttstock for four rifles.
0: <laughs> if we were smart, we'd all run the same ammo too. But anyway. <laughs> um, probably won't work with three three eights and six fives. But um, but yeah.
1: Wait would it share yeah, one gun.
0: That, just be done with it. barrel would get hot. Um, yeah. So the people, people sort of, the RPR come out and... I hate the term game changer, but it did change the game in precision shooting, big time. And it took companies <laughs> oh. it took companies a little while to catch up and 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 it's almost fallen behind in some respects um in the in the last 5 years. But and people make fun but holy fuck, man, that RPR 65 PRC shoots. Like I'm not talking stupid F class shooting paper groups, but I'm just talking like just smashing steel out to long range. Tripods, off prone, off positional. Um, I mean, the cartridge is good too. We're shooting the 147 ELDM uh, 2915 average. Not the fastest, people run them a little bit faster, but um, we want reliability when it comes to extraction, when it comes to running in the rain, Uh, also pressure signs on brass. we've,
1: We've had this conversation before though. I mean, PRS shooters or competitors, they look upon them... Like they're in a crappy old American pickup truck versus an Audi Q7 or something. I don't
0: know. Oh yes, after the Last Desert Jewel, when your 338 was compared to all the um, Sarko TRGs and stuff.
1: <laughs> oh no, but just, yeah, and because they're from the factory ready to go, what's the point? You know, I want something where I can fiddle with it and fuck it.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. You wouldn't you wouldn't be we wouldn't be ripping the stock off a, a Sarko TRG, would we? No, no. But here's the kicker. You, you're going to probably shoot just the same with both the rifles.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like me and you, like just average average dudes. Yep. We're going to shoot the same. And um, now I will say, so the, the pistol grip, which is the mag- Magpul, um, not Magpul, MDT uh, 90 degree, or as Mark calls them, the dong or something. Um, droopy. The droopy. Erectile,
1: dis- erectile dysfunction.
0: Yeah, they look, they look a bit like a floppy dick, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but they're really good to get your hand around, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, but so that's in flat dark earth, and the the Magpul Paris stock is in flat dark earth. So now really the the rifle one end's brown and the other end's black. But I reckon if we just painted the handguard on your rifle, obviously, um, and left the centre black, it'd actually look quite cool. Um, but that, again, that's got nothing to do with performance. These these modifications, the idea was to make it. Yeah, a, we're
1: not we're not painting it. Graham, I don't really care.
0: You said last time here we would paint it. Yeah, but... You've got our yeah, science.
1: Your idea of painting it is spray painting it. No,
0: no, 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 no. Send of to the handguard to get surrogated. I'm just going to do mean, it. It's surprising. One, one,
1: one of Jeff's two cans of different paint, bloody camo jobs.
0: You reckon? And we'll splotchy sponge um, yeah. like everyone does now. No, just... Make, it look,
1: a, make it look like a waypoint.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so this thing is shooting good, man. Um, now, let's see what I say... Uh, next week after we compete with this thing but
1: oh you need to blame something true yeah
0: 100% 100%. Um, mm. well at least it shouldn't fall apart because I haven't put it together oh no I did put the stock together yeah oh that's gonna I should have a tripod if the stock falls off I guess anyway
1: um, Uh, you've cursed you know you're gonna break an extractor or something now don't
0: you oh we have seen those break too yeah Um, yeah, anyway but so the one other cool feature of them is where, uh, the, the Gen 3s which also come out in 3-threat lapua 300 PRC 301 mag and 6.5 PRC as well as the uh, other cartridges Arca integrated Arca integrated fantastic um it's got a wider f- um like getting AR-15 parts is freaking hard here now right because the police think you're a terrorist so it's they come with the rail that you need it's um, it's M-Lock it's not key mod like the early ones it's got Arca in it so you don't need to change it it's um it's much better than the Gen 1 it doesn't flop around as much and um, you just clip straight on and um, put your tripod or try, your bipod straight on. It's, um, it's it's a big improvement over the earlier ones um, and it's just another 150 bucks you don't have to spend. Um,
1: Does it have a pick rail up the front as well?
0: You've put one on it. No, no, it had it already. Oh, did it come with it? That's factory. That's cool. Um,
1: Same as the street, yeah, so I just couldn't quite remember. Um, yeah, so it has the full-length... Arca rail, but also it also has the um, the pick rail piece up the front, so it's good. It means you get based of both worlds.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure
1: so I do like I do like my Ecutec bipods. So
0: well, you could just if you didn't want the rail on the too, you could just whip it off. Um, mm. If you just wanted to run Arca, because um, it will it will um, limit you putting Arca right on the front.
1: Yeah, but I mean I think uh, I just feel the threat. My you know my guns a bit heavy for. A, um you know the skypod i just yeah anyway
0: no it is it's freaking what would your rifle weigh 28 30 it's pounds an
1: extra it's a third again over what you're shooting there so yeah
0: i'm gonna google it um and wait
1: i'm pretty sure it's yeah
0: you yeah, find
1: no. out find out exactly otherwise we'll get in trouble for,
0: for well it's actually physically the whole gun deck. act uh, well it hate speech.
1: <laughs> oh bigger. No, no, no. It's just more dense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> more dense, like the shooter.
1: Which probably segues into our next uh, topic, which is a very, very light.
0: Well, before topic. we move into lightweight. I've but got some on. I've got some weights.
1: Answer that question.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's available in six millimeter cream one now too. That's cool. Okay, so the Lapua is six point nine kilos um beer. Yeah. And the, the Creedmores and stuff are like just under five kilos.
1: Yeah, so there you go. Third.
0: So if you add on your bipod, what's your scope? you got the Recon G2. That's like a two kilo scope, isn't it? No. How much is the Recon G2? A uh, kilo and a half?
1: Most stuff's a. Yeah, a lot of the scopes are just over a kilo. So I'd say it'd be scratching to be 1400 grams. But so, should we find out?
0: Yeah, but I mean, with the bipod and all the bits and pieces loaded, you. Blood like mag, you're probably gonna be looking at like a um oh nearly a ten kilo gun maybe so twenty four pounds ish. Well, that is ten kilos. Um it's so, a but again with three three eight you don't want a lightweight gun for the job that we're doing. Yes, I know people hunt with them and fuck around. May want light guns or whatever. But um
1: Yeah, one point one kilos.
0: 1.1 of by okay, so you're probably looking around nine kilos all up then, so it's not too yeah. good. Um anyway, so 3 Lapua and 6 PRC will be running those um, next weekend. Again, Mark and Carl are both running essentially identical setups with just a difference in scope, but they're both running obviously. Um, uh, so, what's your white? Do you think
1: the interme- intermediate Magnum will beat the the full Magnum, Graham?
0: Between me and you, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know because you cleaned me up last year at that event. Like well, clean we
1: teammate, we were teammates, Graham. You can't. It's but, a team score.
0: Um, have, I you the, have you I seen have you seen the and... para, have you seen the paralympics when they got like blind runners so they got like yeah. a really fast runner who holds <laughs> their hand and they run next to them yeah. i was the blind runner oh yeah and you and, you, and you were my you were my aide. <laughs> you you got it done not not to take anything away from people who have disabilities but i'm just trying no, to no. <laughs> paint a picture in our audio um world we are currently in um
1: I would have run you into a power pole. So.
0: <laughs> well, you would have been in a side-by-side anyway. True. So, <laughs> um, no, um, I don't know. Um, me and Wes have been putting in a bit of work. Wes is pretty good. So, um, we'll see. But to be fair, Carl has been doing very well with his Lipua Magnum yeah. in the last I eight, think eight months. So, I don't know. Me,
1: me and Carl are privateers, so we're not corporate
0: sell-out shooters. So I'm, I'm not a corporate sellout. <laughs> you You... Um, <laughs> You, you're my main sponsor. Oh,
1: that's a good point.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but... Um, so Wes is running uh, 6 5 prc as well. He's running the Sour uh, Field Shoot. So yep. it looks, again, like I said, slightly shorter barrel, but nothing major. Um, we put Did a... do you up
1: with a bigger mag? Sorry, just
0: No, a... we're just running the four-rounder and a two-round holder. and uh, Why don't you like the two-round holders?
1: No, no. Oh, sorry. Let's not go there. <laughs> the quiver. Yeah. Um... I don't know just more crap to go on the gun more crap and, well I mean, what are they there for is it in case you have a misfire a hang fire or we have to eject one because you you close the bolt before you're on target for the next move type of thing I suppose is a case for it then yeah
0: okay. all, all um, of the above um, well, if you've got 12 round stages it can actually mm-hmm. be significantly faster just to flick one in that way if you've got an action that you can single feed well and then changing a mag
1: yeah yeah Nah, not gonna do it
0: i'm gonna buy you one <laughs> and nah. guilt you into t- I, w-
1: I want a belt feed button one. i want like a <clears throat> one that holds 100 rounds so i can just dangle off the rifle
0: actually if i get you one you can stick it on the side of the swedish mauser i bought you that you don't care about as well
1: <gasps> that's a good <laughs> idea
0: it's just thinking about that rifle you should lend or give it to cassie
1: a Swedish smooze.
0: Yeah, be perfect for her. Anyway, um, it needs a up. Well, you're not going to I use it. Sh-
1: hey? I shoot like a lady. Of course, I'm, what am we not going to use it? I've been planning to use that for months.
0: <laughs> I believe you. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, that's we've got Desert Trail coming up again. We'll talk about that, no doubt, in depth coming up. Um, yeah, we'll have again. We might have. We can maybe even have Wes and Carl on for that. It should be good fun.
1: We'll have the winning team.
0: Anthony and Ian.
1: <laughs> well, Most likely.
0: Well, there's going to be three winning teams, right? Because it's three classes.
1: Ah, but I, I'm talking about the supreme winner.
0: On oh, supreme, the, the, the supreme thing.
1: I just make up classes and winning things just to try and shoo myself. In. I'll let and I think Carl myself win win production class. <laughs> you. Although you and Wes are in production class too. Yeah, yeah. No
0: modifications.
1: True. Righto.
0: Yeah. Actually, we probably come in under. You and budget, too. We
1: do. No, no, I'm not talking about some budget. I'm just saying, oh, production
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, anyway, um, so the next topic for tonight, mm. uh, the MDT HNT 26, which I'm pretty sure is an acronym or like a slang for HUNT 26. And you know, I, is it must weigh 26 ounces? Really should have lucky googled That's
1: not lucky it wasn't the CNT 26 then.
0: The cunt 26 yeah that's got a bit of a ring i know canadians wouldn't say that
1: they wouldn't no they don't say that word no,
0: they're too nice it's just new zealanders who say that all the time
1: yeah so we've obviously i mean they've been in the country a little while but um as i said uh seeing them when they first came on the market and what footage and that oh you know various articles whatever I sort of think, eh, they look alright. But anyway, now that I've seen one in the flesh, Graham, you're trialling it and using it, just um, have a bit of a review of what you think, first impressions.
0: It is very, very well made. And what it is. So it's a, for those of you who live under a rock, Mm -hmm. um, I doubt we've got anyone listening who's over 60. Um, Mm -hmm. So most of you can use the internet. Uh, MDT, obviously, um, uh, probably the biggest name in precision shooting accessories. Uh, I, I'd argue that, actually, that's, that they are. And they released... Um, I think, from what I understand, from reading a little bit of their media, they had a lot of people building lightweight setups on their LSS... Uh, the, not the XL version, the short version. LSS Gen 1s yeah. and stuff like that. Which were never intended as a hunting chassis, but they're quite small, quite light. And then they'd put a small buttstock on them, uh, either a plastic or a um, a different arrangement, and build like uh, lightweight hunting guns. And so they... They built this. The it's a it's a the, the core of it is a, a magnesium chassis, so it just holds yep. the receiver. <clears throat> it's got a carbon fiber forend which slips over the barrel. It's um, an enclosed, semi enclosed forend. It's got plenty of room for a big scope. And then the buttstock is a um, is a carbon fiber affair uh, with an optional folder. Obviously, you can't just. Um, I don't think you can retrofit them. I think you have to order which one you want. Yeah. Um, the folder is absolutely beautifully engineered. Um, it is. It is. There is no discernible movement um, when it's locked, and so it can fold up. I guess it, with the idea being you can fold it and strap it to the side of your pack too for a smaller, more compact package. Um, yeah. for, for for Kiwi listeners, because um, uh, we do have quite a lot international, um, we have to be wary that depending on your barrel length, if you put a folder on, you may. Inadvertently make a pistol by New Zealand law, so it folded. It still has to be over 30 inches or 762 millimeters. Um, it's something to think about. But anyway, uh, so this thing is, is really nicely made. The buttstock is adjustable, but not not toolless. Um, so the butt pad um, has spaces, and then the cheek riser um, is adjustable. But obviously, you want to keep weight down, so you don't want a bunch of them um, toolless adjusting. So you um, have a couple of small cap screws. You can um, play around with them and, and, and alter your height. And then the, the cheek pad is uh, has a thin layer of padding on it too, which is quite quite a nice touch. Um, uh, again, this this I don't know how the with the magnesium act um, the chassis itself. The um, you can, inside you can see they've just milled out every ounce of, of irrelevant material. I guess you call it. That they've worked out well we don't need that there and so it almost looks a bit bizarre because there's all these small cuts from a milling machine but they're just shaving weight that has no um real need for um, the rigidity of the system or the strength of the system i guess um yeah what are your first thoughts on the well mark and i put it together so what do you reckon uh
1: certainly impressive looking machine Um, I do like the folder a lot, it's probably the first one I've seen where I've got nothing no quibbles about it I mean I've got obviously you got a TKTK1 that folds and a few others the RPRs, the RPR folders can be a bit not quite engineered to perfection in terms of basically (coughs) activating the folder mechanism, the button and stuff so but this thing is uh, super crisp and basically faultless either folding or unfolding it's very well locked so yeah it adds a slight bit of weight tiny bit of weight to the because you can get them obviously as you know fixed instead of folding but um and the other one was you can get them with an arca rail integrated as well but it's a carbon fiber one and i don't know i wasn't that keen on a carbon fiber arca rail in terms of damage and wearing away over time. i don't know it's didn't seem maybe with the aluminium ones that's fine but um so I didn't get the Rail version. The pistol grip's obviously carbon fiber too, so Oh yes, know, so yeah. So they've obviously shaved with weight wherever you can, so but uh, certainly once it was mounted on we mounted up a Tika two sixty, so um with I think they're a twenty two inch barrel. So it's uh, feels super balanced, yeah, nice. And um you know, it's obviously its aim is to get a Equivalent to a, a lightweight hunting stock but with a pistol grip, basically, you know, type of thing to, to give you the same weight class as a lightweight hunting stock but with the advantage of being having a pistol grip and a chassis type of thing. So, yeah, and it certainly seems robust and it's a bit of setting up to it a little bit, but it's all pretty simple. So, mm.
0: I, you, the, um So, carbon stocks in nothing new in New Zealand and, and no I'm no, I'm ne- definitely no expert in the area but I'm, I I understand New Zealand um, is sort of forged ahead with a lot of development in carbon stocks around the world but they are for the large part more traditional in styling you see some New Zealand manufacturers that make them with maybe like a some of them now have like a, a more 90 degree pistol grip not a true proper but like I don't think their, their brains will let them go that far but and some form of adjustable cheek rest but this is yeah, this is, yeah, this is uh, different again. It's got the folder and the, um, you don't need to bed it and all of those sorts of things. Um, yeah. But the, the, and it's, I guess, for the sort of more modern uh, people who like the more modern style of equipment. Because that line between what is a hunting rifle is being blurred. Not that there's a set of rules anyway, right? But um, what is a hunting rifle? It's, it's like saying... I don't know. It's, it's, there's no fucking answer, right? You shoot an animal with it. So... Um, but this is lightweight it's yeah. um, manoeuvrable fold so it's packable um, and it's comfortable you can you can set it up to suit the shooter and the optic you have whereas if you just go and buy a basic carbon fibre stock um, slap your rifle on it go through the process embed it and then you're like oh shit I've got to make my scope super fucking low because I have no cheek comb and I still need to you know, use the gun <clears throat> and get a cheek weld and then you're like going to super low rings and then your scope touches the barrel and blah, blah, blah. Um, Although, you know, you get rid of the rail and you're putting tally rings on. and um, Anyway, so this, yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's like, a, it's not a cheap piece of kit for sure, but it is. I, I will say one thing. A lot of the carbon fiber stocks I see in New Zealand and whether it's just certain manufacturers, they have little air bubbles all over them um so there's like little like little wee tiny hollow pockets and stuff which it seems like they've... gives you something
1: to pop when you no no what?
0: they've already so they because they sand it back ah, so they're gotcha. like little hollows and uh, which to me you're paying like 1600 or two grand for a stock and then he's got little fucking holes over it nah get out of town you know that's not good enough so this thing the carbon fiber is immaculate mm. um, i'm not saying don't support um New Zealand businesses but I'm just saying this thing is fucking awesome <laughs> um, and as for yeah like you said we chucked the 260 uh, Tika T3 in it um, that, that was easy um, a little Zeiss uh, 3 to 15 by 42 is it Conquest HD 5 so that's one of their small lure uh, lightweight hunting options um, quite reasonably lightweight actually um, little it's like a two turn dialing turret so you sort of can only shoot out to 600 metres 56 hundred meters, whatever it is. And a basic reticle, but it is nice. The the one thing I'd change how we've got it set up is maybe a better scope. Um, But that's that's objective, isn't it? um, And maybe, one thing I've noticed, the suppressor adds quite a lot of weight to the overall package. Um, Yeah. The DPT suppressor, so... But, yeah, really, you and I aren't... um, climbing uh, mount cook you know so, <laughs> so
1: titanium suppressors are i think it was 1100 bucks at least i think so i think i know
0: is it mantis they do a carbon fiber one now in new zealand um suppressor yeah i'll send you a link Eesh. yeah i yeah, know i don't know how it works they must have a carbon over aluminum or something but but anyhow it's it's irrelevant it's still i haven't weighed the overall package yet like people are yeah. asking me but it is pretty good um now, with most of the shooting we do, we shoot heavier rifles. So when I go to a lighter rifle, even in a 6.5, um, they recall more, right? So that was... Um, and even when we shot the pre-RAW match, I had to get used to, like, a a lightweight-ish hunting gun again, you know, for recall management. Oh,
1: my shoulder's
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, you get used to, like, a a 17-pound yeah. gun or a 20-pound gun. So. Um, so getting used to that. But it is, um, it is cool. Um, and... We will, we will actually kill some animals with it real soon. We've just got to get these few comps out of the way. Mm. Maybe we take it to our Honey and we can...
1: Yeah, so anyway, in hindsight, I don't know if I'd get a... F- oh, yeah, I am trying to think about... Uh, what have I got? The Christensen Arms NPR, right? So that's a hybrid, what, it's a hunt, you know, modern precision... A very light, lightish, you know, supposedly for hunting and other stuff type rifle. Um, it's a folder, but to be fair I actually don't use the folding feature. So I'm starting to think the fold I don't know, be interested what other people think, but folders are like um illumination on some scopes. You never even put the batteries in, sort of thing. So I dunno. Yeah, if you're packing it a long way, yeah. I mean I obviously use a one of those H two gunner packs, you know, where you can it's got a scabbard for the rifle. So it really, doesn't matter if it's folded or not. So,
0: are you? um Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting point um, because I have been using the folder on the RPR because I've got a carbine length hard case and it fits really well and, and that's because it gives me an extra good good uh, solid case. But as you say, um, yeah, for, 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 definitely for you and I and it's, it doesn't. Well, that,
1: seem that, that's true. That is where the one, true good point because both my. The TAC-A1 and the... Yeah, I, yeah fo- the cases basically fit them folded. So, so, that for transport, that's fine. But I'm saying it's a lightweight hunting setup. I don't know whether I'd um, see a lot of advantage in the folder anymore. but hmm. It's sort of like a, I don't know, cool uh, Yeah, it folds, but... <laughs> I thought it was cool. yeah no. When I had a folding stock for a Mini 30, but... Um, it used to fall apart under recoil.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It is an impressive piece of kit, anyway. Um, yeah.
1: So, applications would you use it? Would you say, okay, if I've got a competing in a pre raw match or something like
0: that? Oh, 100%. That's big ex- advantage. Oh, oh, no, no, no advantage to shooting it. Um, as in, for. <clears throat> hunter matches or anything it's it's got the cool factor like it is cool as shit like and that counts for something like in firearms right we, we buy certain <laughs> things because they're cool but um uh i don't you could take your standard tika and then you could take this one and you're not going to shoot any better um yeah. maybe the adjustability you could set the rifle up slightly better for your um your body type and and, and everything but yeah but uh, actually th- yeah, yeah i don't think you will um it's like saying if i replace my vortex viper pst gen 2 with a zero compromise am i going to win that competition no you're not yes yes you're <laughs> no you're not like you're going to finish no. exactly the same as long as your vortex viper was tracking properly tangent theta y- you know what i mean like that's the that's that that thing right it's um yeah. it's like you and i we we do bad so we build a whole new gun I do everything. But um,
1: what percentage, yeah, what percentage gain are you getting? And it's probably,
0: I think the, I think the the aim of the rifle is more the back backcountry pack hunting. Um, yeah. But also, yeah. there's obviously, but obviously
1: the, they, saw, they, they saw they saw it. They saw a place in the market for it because obviously, as you said, people were modifying other stuff to create a similar thing, like a light, you know, a small chassis, lightweight chassis type setup. So yeah, it is the thing
0: the um, NRL bit, Hunter awesome. is very popular in the states too right now, now we, as in the market share of what they sell it's probably going to be very low in the NRL Hunter but it's influential to people who yeah who watch yeah. firearms media right so they see all these guys running these these awesome things and uh, the NRL Hunter they have weight limits and the idea is people took hunting guns right but what people do is they build so you've got like light and heavy class or something yeah so to get in the light class I think it's like 12 pounds or something I don't know but people build, like, the best precision rifle at that weight they can. So instead of being a hunting rifle, it's a precision rifle. So for <laughs> me, it kind of defeats purpose slightly. But again, what's a, what's a hunting rifle? The question that is constantly asked and no one can ever answer. Um, oh, so, so
1: then that's where you'd be basically going for a carbon fiber barrel to, yes. to, to minimize...
0: So what they'll do is they'll get... Shot like string
1: a, shot yeah. string move. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So they'll get, like, a bat aluminium action. They'll yeah. get a MDT... HNT twenty six, they'll yeah. get a proof carbon barrel, a titanium muzzle break, and then they're like, "Man, I've got yeah, I've, I've saved all this weight, so I can still run like a tangent theta or a or a, a, or a scope, a, yeah, a, yeah. Vortex, a vortex Razor Gen three, or whereas to be fair, you like just a, a vortex LHT would be pretty good, in my opinion. VX5. But five, uh, I'd rather a reticle for that competition, but <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so they build reticle at all? Well, the
1: scope's it's, got no reticle.
0: It's meant it's meant to be. F- <laughs> more for hunting but um but again yeah. what is hunting so but these chassis from what i understand have been very popular for that um to bring people trim that weight off and and still because most of the people who shoot these these this nrl hunter they're the competition guys for the large majority of them anyway so they want adjustable check rest length for pull um they want arca rail and all that yeah. shit so yeah. yeah um yeah it's um, but I so it's think
1: become, become ultralight PRS
0: <laughs> that's it, kind of the, the format is range and engage like two to four targets okay and you so get one you get one yeah, shot at it and then if you miss yeah. you can re-engage once and then the animals have ran away as, you know yeah. air quotes yeah, 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 um, yeah, and then you can find the next one and etc so it, it is a really really cool concept and I'd really love to compete in it um, mm. but anyway that's it's neither here nor there um, you, it's still a game um, but i mean it's not as if you're not going to learn some new skills but um as for what i i wouldn't run it in a standard match it's too light in my opinion you could run it but um you yeah i i wouldn't choose it over my comp gun for a um precision match uh, i would run it in a hunter match no question buy some aftermarket weights for it that's true we could put some steel weights on it and add like seven pounds <laughs> um and we can we run a joke about that anyway yeah. <clears throat> um uh what was I say like a hunter match um it would be quite cool to run in a hunter match you know you'd be well under your sub um 5 kilo uh, weight class um with a sort of standard hunting weight barrel and um and I like the idea of hunter class having a, me personally I think a basic scope ish and the Zeiss is a basic scope in my opinion um maybe not to all people but um yeah it's cool it's got it's place I I, I think they've been um, quite popular here in New Zealand too with um there's a lot of people build mountain guns they um they'll build like a super light gun and a real high recoil and calibre and um can barely zero because it, it kicks them around that much but, <laughs> but that's that's their choice right so um they can spend the money as they see fit um on what they want but but yeah um and I think I don't know maybe that's because people want to shoot more so it seems to be tar but they want to anchor the tar on the spot so they don't run off and fall off a cliff so mm. um, yeah any any last thoughts on the uh, HNT 26 there Mark?
1: No I guess we've come down to it, it looks really great
0: it, yeah, that's his uh, best feature it looks sick
1: <laughs> <laughs> and people may want
0: it yeah um, yeah we might um, what else
1: what else is in the market that's similar probably not a lot oh
0: that. no uh, XLR do a damn it oh it's, I think it's like a magnesium chassis with a carbon fibre Um but you, they're not really that big in New Zealand no they're big over the states and stuff there is a the people who sell them in New Zealand aren't very well known um, most of the advertising is on trade Man and stuff I'm trying to think what they're called
1: could you put a 22 in it
0: yes you could put a if you got one in a, a Begara, a, sorry, Remington footprint. You Wouldn't could, your T1 fit it? Yes, but I'd probably have to fuck around with the <laughs> magazine wealth. Cause they, well, I don't know, because when they first released T1X, Tika, they're like, it fits straight into Tika stuff. And then they're like, they'd whisper under their breath, kind of. And so the initial the T1 shit didn't actually fit. I'm sorry, for T3 stuff you had to do some inleting with a mill or a fucking file or drill or something um they i they re so after that all the mdt chassis started coming with those mods done um Uh. i I think so there's a possibility that the tika could go in it that i tell you what that with the tika t1x would be fucking cool that'd be sick actually Anyway, it's very expensive. No, this is tech- I was just
1: thinking because of twenty-two. Then the weight really is not a big issue. So yeah, I actually, it, fuck. Because mm, mm. I did remember someone telling me because they had a Remington seven hundred pattern one. So that obviously, then it would fit. Um, what are those things? Vultus, because they're Remington seven hundred pattern. Yeah,
0: or bagaras. Mm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That would be excellent with the ticker. Actually, that'd be like the ultimate little field shooting twenty-two anyway um because
1: i've been trying to find cause now i've realized that my my 1022 competition is different to all the other 1022s so all these aftermarket stocks out there don't fit because it's got an extra screw for the action and stuff so anyway if anyone has a solution to that let I, you know, I have a solution i've got a,
0: i've got a very good machinist who can modify the chassis Hmm.
1: yeah
0: it's easy. Alright. It's not just um, me it's not just me with a drill either. It's like an actually.
1: An ag- imagine you with an angle grinder.
0: <laughs> I can imagine you, things out of I it. can imagine you bashing it against the bench. A-
1: and then then I'd be the next in the production, I'm bashing it on the bench. <coughs>
0: oh well, that's fucked. Buy another one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well.
1: That stop wasn't very really good, was
0: it? <laughs> yeah, but um we will uh we plan on um uh, doing a few little things with this H N T twenty six and then maybe shooting a deer or two, so yeah. there will be some stuff coming up in the future about that no doubt um and we will in the next episode we'll talk about desert jewel and maybe the 22 yep. match um it depends when we do the next episode uh, mark and i is
1: looking lovely
0: uh, is, is what it is um mark and i are heading away that's
1: right i'm banned from talking about the weather Damn
0: it. oh god he, he updates through three minutes um we're heading away first thing thursday morning um and we'll be over there we'll take it taking over some gear for Simon. So we've got a long weekend ahead of us, um, helping set up and competing and getting wet and coming home. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it, actually. And uh, Yeah. Any last closing comments, Mark?
1: Oh, I see these SIG Cross PRS is uh, hit, hit the, hitting the shelves in America, so that'll no doubt come here soon.
0: So is that just a, a, <laughs> a, a, a the same SIG Cross with a longer handgun, longer barrel?
1: No, it's... Uh, it's basically all steel so they've gone for a heavier obviously to make it heavier so from what I gather it's got long obviously the barrels are all longer so you can get it it's currently in Creedmoor and 308 blah 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 24 inch barrels um, but they've basically gone for a heavier end and buttstock and everything so it's basically an overall weightier more balanced rifle so I think uh, in the American parlance, six and a half kilos in our metric weighties. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that we obviously probably won't see for some time. But whether it'd be even worth bringing it here, I don't know. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't. I think, you wouldn't sell it. I think the original
1: cross. <laughs> don't, don't be like that. Because sometimes you're like, no, oh, I don't know. Why not? Um, it's got yeah i think if the original cross arrived here would be interesting but as we said it's folding configuration when the barrel length makes it an issue so but i think they are going to expand the line of those other guns anyway to have more of them in terms of long action and stuff so
0: they meant i know they had some initial launch issues which is no biggie to a new gun but uh, no. unless it kills someone but um they are meant to be a pretty good gun and very accurate this the standard sig cross in like 6.5 creed or yeah Lewis
1: or, um, no no and i've read a few articles and different buns. so that have long term use said they've really um you know they sort of end up keep picking them up as, as the gun to go to for whatever hunting and stuff because they just the setup is nice it is a bit uh, and in the way basically it's like a a chassis setup but and it's a sort of lighter format which enables it you know it's like a hybrid of, you know, excuse the overused word um with a you know, shorter barrel that sort of thing. So in fact I wouldn't mind one with a short barrel for like it would make a good thermal gun. Just thinking on the top of my head. <clears throat> a three oh eight short barrel one, yeah.
0: Yeah, know. that'd be pretty cool. That'd be a sixteen inch eh? Anyway. Um I think that about wraps up this episode, mate. It puts us just over one hour.
1: But wait, I've been investigating something else.
0: Oh what well, you've been investigating.
1: I'm looking at these LRP scopes again. The Zeiss.
0: Oh yes, the ZEISS, Zeiss LRP the, in the new era oh, of um, expensive expensive optics. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. So there's a few things I do. I not really, They've got quite a lot of travel in them, but um, in terms of adjustment for a 34mm tube, yeah. But one thing I did like was what they've done with the illumination. Not that anyone cares. Um, basically, when you turn it on, you basically got it's um power and it's just a continuous power increase as you rotate the dial something mm-hmm. so and then back down to nothing so it's not like you click on click oh off.
0: so you can tune it to, to what you want yeah. rather than yeah, here's yeah, yeah. here's your options live with it yeah yeah yeah. i actually At, i with put, an on
1: off in between so i think it's a better solution than i've seen for most of the uh, illumination you know which are either on or off or not even adjustable or that you've got on or uh, uh, an off between each level of power sort of thing, mm-hmm. but this is basically just a and it's daylight viewable. It's quite a it's a it's not just a basic illuminated type thing. It's designed to be pretty damn bright. Oh, nice in daylight. Yeah. But adju- adjustment is yeah. So they've done some good design features on that side of it, I suppose. But they're quite short scopes too. So
0: I do I do like a short scope. Um, yeah. I um I imagine the glass is excellent, being that it's Zeiss glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. I doubt I can afford one, to be fair. Um, Unless I come into half a million dollars. But anyway, um, maybe you'll see one around eventually in our grubby little mitts. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows how these things work? I get promised all sorts of things, and what turns up is another story. So, um, yeah, um, I I actually put a a battery in my Delta Striker illumination the other day just to try it when we're over in uh, Wairu. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. In
1: case there's a... (laughs) Why? Why well, just have a total eclipse Accidentally? God, people go to the Instagram, do
0: Yeah, I um, I put it in. I thought, yep, that's a waste of fucking time. anyways I took it out. But um, it, like it does some stuff, but nothing that I need. Again, if you're shooting first light, last light, okay. But um, yeah, I'm shooting in the daytime, so
1: yeah. Anyway, maybe, maybe I'll get the three-day yeah. D one for hunting then.
0: For for daily carry, pest control. Yeah, With yeah. Join the uh, Chris. Anyway, um, that wraps up episode 20, forty, um, of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Thank you for tuning yeah. in once again. Um, if you are competing this weekend at the Desert Jewel, good luck. We'll see you there. Uh, make sure you bring, and as
1: always, send it, send in your questions,
0: send in your questions, comments, um, even if they're not nice. Um, you may not get a nice answer back though. Um, yeah, and then again, uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you all again soon. Bye.
1: So if if you're going hunt, you go what? We're going now? Right?
0: We're going, yeah, keep going, keep going this one.
1: I forgot my, my question of the day.
0: Oh, what's your question of the day? No, nah, it's if, right. if I'm going hunting, do I
1: Would you would you go with Johnny Depp or Amber Heard on a hunting
0: trip? <clears throat> I heard uh, Amber Heard's better at taking a shit when there's no toilet around, so Probably her.
1: Righto. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But you're not you're not gonna come back alive, you realise that. I mean, you'd do a lot of drinking if it was Johnny Depp on the trip. What would so, you do with her? Get abused? Well, probably, probably avoid getting shot.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening to this podcast on E! News, and yes, um, we'll yes. we talk to you all again soon.